0: Welcome to the Overwhelm is Optional podcast, where we cut through the fog of overwhelm so you can see all the ways to start creating a life that works for you. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Overwhelm is Optional podcast, helping make overwhelm optional for you. This week we're talking about seasonal overwhelm. So by that I mean, um, here in The UK, here in this small corner of southwest England, I feel like we're hurtling through space and time with the days getting shorter and shorter and shorter before we hit the shortest day. And I always notice this at this time of year where there's just not very much daylight. It just seems to go very, very quickly. And yeah, that means that there's less time to do all the things I need to do. And as being outside is really important to me. I'm shocked when it's suddenly like somebody switched the light off and I can't go out and do the things I needed to do. Um, And also that my energy is very, very different. So if you notice this, if it feels like this, you know, if, if normally you're feeling overwhelmed, there's not enough time, then in winter, as it gets darker and darker towards the solstice, it can really feel like time is constricting and noticing that can be really helpful. Now I'm really aware that that not all of my listeners are in England or even the UK. And that some of you are in the opposite situation where it's getting lighter and lighter. But that doesn't mean that this isn't relevant to you because noticing how the seasons affect your ability to live without overwhelm and have more energy and more ease that's really important. So Yes, I know this is a bit back to front for you at the moment, but I still believe there's something here for you. So where do we start? Well, I think what can happen, I don't know about you, but usually my brain will go, oh, I'm running out of time. And then for some reason, the to do list like literally comes out of the woodwork. It's like I've got less time. So my mind is going to make me aware of double the number of things that I think I ought to get done in that limited amount of time. Now you could say, Heidi, you haven't actually got a limited amount of time. Just because it's dark doesn't mean you've got less time. You could say that, but I don't know about you, but in the winter I need more rest, I need more sleep, and I work in a different way. I kind of exist in a different way. So my energy levels are different. And by that I don't mean my energy energy levels are necessarily lower I just mean they're different it's a different way of being and I like to explore that and go with it rather than fighting it and it's probably different in a city because you've got a lot of artificial light which can make you I guess less aware of the seasons and rhythms of the year but it doesn't really matter what matters is how is it for you? How are you feeling right now with whatever's going on in your world to do with the seasons? If you have seasons and if you don't have seasons I'd be really interested to know how how different that is. I mean it's just really interesting to me that we can get artificial light and we get into this do 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 and like all year has to be at the same pelt and then we wonder why we feel overwhelmed and out of sync and exhausted so noticing this is about noticing this is about awareness of your experience and what you notice for you so i'm going to share my experience and and then my tips of and how i'm handling seasonal overwhelm this year and i hope that helps you so i've noticed that because this year in particular i've set a deadline for a proper winter retreat so i'm going to take a deep winter retreat and that does include all the Christmas festivities, but also that period of time between Christmas and New Year, which always feels lovely, deliciously quiet and still. And I love to get really contemplative. When I was younger, I used to love New Year's Eve, all the getting dressed up and going out. In fact, the, the, the pre-going out was always more fun than the going out, but the going out was fun as well. right? And now in my 50s. And actually, probably in my 40s as well. Increasingly, I'm like, no, I don't want, I don't want to stay up and shout Happy New Year. I just have no interest. I'm really interested in slowing everything down into that quiet, contemplative end of the year, start of the year. And I have a ritual, and then as a family, we start doing as ritual. And last year, I did it as a course um, in three live workshops and resources to support, and it was called Live 21 live 2021 on purpose and I invited people around my fireside because we'd had a and I mean via zoom but we'd had um, a strange year of not being able to meet up and it just it just felt really nice to welcome people and I lit the fire and I did the workshop in front of the fire and it was popular and it helped a lot of people but I'm not doing it this year because I want And I've promised myself and I've identified that I need this deep winter retreat, which means that as soon as I put that date in and I put a hard stop in of actually the solstice, which is interesting. Um, And I've put that hard stop in. And then what happens is I've then got this countdown, this countdown to get everything done before I finish work. Now, whether you're employed or self-employed, as soon as you have, that hard countdown what happens to you what happens overwhelm slight panic i'll never get it all done plus all of the swirling towards the solstice it feels like there's less time feels like there's less energy because i think a lot of us are pushing against that so instead of slowing down becoming more contemplative or whatever feels right to us maybe just resting more we're trying to break against that Um, and and I get why not everybody likes winter um, and not everybody likes darkness which is why we have a festival of lights and we put lights everywhere but there is something there for me about the invitation in slowing down and darkness which I find incredibly beneficial in the same way that I find I need to be outside absorbing the sun and getting as much vitamin D as possible and, you know, being with plants and the garden and the beach and the air in the summer. I find that that nourishes me and sees me through winter in the same way I feel like a deep rest in the winter nourishes me ready for spring growth. So it doesn't really matter what what's right for me. What matters is what's right for you are you paying attention and if you're finding like you're niggly and you're like something's off my energy's weird I wish the days were longer anything at all just noticing any like something's off I'm feeling really overwhelmed I'm feeling under a lot of pressure maybe just pausing a moment and noticing how you feel about it getting darker and darker and darker if indeed that's where you are in the world so what I noticed is as soon as I put in that hard stop of yeah, I'm definitely having this deep winter rest, it backed up the overwhelm and all of the things to do going up to that point. And I know and I teach, if if you're one of those people who uses, I think it's episodes 17 and 18, which is let go of your day or let go of your week, you we need to let go. Well, in the moment, anyway. I mean, the best thing would be to just get really practiced at noticing when we're tensing up. But the idea that we can go full pelt and then stop and relax, I think, is mistaken. Personally, it's. I find it really, really hard. If I, if I'm pushing, 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 and then stop, relax, relax, relax. Does that work for you? Doesn't work for me, and it doesn't work for anybody I work with. Um, So the. The gradual letting go, the gradual unwinding, the expecting, the excitement about, yeah, it'll all be gone, rather than the fear and overwhelm of, oh my God, I'll never get all of that done. It's just not going to happen. How am I going to get that done? I'm going to have to take work, home, or if you're self employed, you might be thinking, I'm just going to have to work longer, even though. You know, I really need a break or even though people really want to spend time with me and even though I really, really, really want to feel well over Christmas and be a- be fun and be able to relax and be present with those I love, even though I want those things, I just don't see how I can do it. So if that's you, if it's feeling like this pressure is backing up, just notice it. How does it feel? Can you feel it in your body? Is it affecting your sleep? What's your mind up to? Maybe observing your mind. What is your mind bombarding you with? You know, are you being like bombarded by, you know, it's like being pelted, isn't it? By thoughts, unhelpful thoughts of, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, disaster's coming. So just noticing that is a really, really good place to start. In fact, it's the only place to start because we can only start with where we are. And we often think we should be other than we are. I should be able to cope with this better, I should have done this earlier, if only I was more organized, if only I didn't procrastinate, if only I had more energy, if only I didn't need more sleep in the winter, if only I wasn't really affected by the, the you know, the, the longer nights, if only, if only, if only, if only, if only. Pause. Start where you are. However overwhelmed you are, you're definitely in the right place. This podcast is for you. So, however overwhelmed you're feeling. Notice it. Acknowledge it. I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I can't see the wood for the trees. I don't know what to do. I don't know how I'm going to get through the next few weeks. I'm not looking forward to Christmas. I don't see how I'm going to be able to relax. You know, whatever's going on for you. A really good thing is to messy journal it out. I can't remember which episode that is, but I did explain deeply what I mean. I mean, it sounds obvious, messy journal it out, but actually it's a a well tried out method that works really really well but basically often when we journal we journal as if we're going as if we're recording and we need to be able to read it back and if you're doing that kind of method that's fine that's a different method but my messy journaling method is very much about using the tool of writing it out my students and clients call it I journaled it out and it is it's it's a so that the transformation is in the journaling it's not in the Usually it's not in the reading back because it's so messy that you can't read it back and you just burn it afterwards. It goes. It's, it's just not it's not important. The, the, the process is what's important, not the result of what's on the paper. And when I do it, um, words are incomplete, sentences are incomplete. And often I don't even think I'm just on to the next thing because the mind moves faster than the hand. So just just allowing stuff to come up. You'd be surprised at how helpful it is. It's like the words can form into some sort of sense or thoughts and concepts, not words, actually, but concepts, things that are coming up for you can form as you pick up the pen. And typing, I don't think typing will do it for you. It's it's a written thing. And there is, they've done research on this. I can't remember who, I don't know it at the moment, but there is a difference between writing and typing. So I strongly recommend getting a pen and just even a scrap of paper and just like let it all come out. I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I feel like this is going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. In the end, I write blah, 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 or dot, 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 or nothing because it suddenly all comes together. I'm like, ah, okay, got it now. And sometimes that, ah, I've got it isn't even a sentence. It's more a feeling. It's like it's it's a deep knowing. It's a, ah, okay, right, done, move on. Now, in my courses and with people I work one to one, we would discuss that, aha, I've got it to pull it out and and to to get the gold out of it. But when you get really practiced at this, you don't always need to. Sometimes you can just go, oh, I've got that now. I've got it, let it go, let it go. Journal it out, let it go, let it go. So you you might wanna try that. Um, If you're feeling really, really overwhelmed, I highly recommend that you try my neutral noticing practice, where you get out of your head, into your body. Um, You can grab your one minute mark, free audio, in the show notes below or just go to heidimarkcouk forward slash the one minute mark and get your audio and just get started with that so there'd be my go-to things it's because they're awareness practices and often what happens when we get really overwhelmed is overwhelmed is we don't really know how overwhelmed we are we think we're doing okay because we get so used to having brain fog or pushing against the brain so it feels kind of bruised inside and we get so used to pushing when I get this done then I'll be able to think clearly when I get this done everything becomes conditional so it's about pushing on through and then but there is no pot of ease at the end of your to-do list and the overwhelm and the ease coexist so noticing the overwhelm is is the first place to start because then you can start noticing the ease So this time of year, the days are getting shorter and shorter and shorter for us here in the UK. And I have no streetlights here, which I'm immensely grateful for, because I can see the stars and the moon really brightly. But that still really takes me by surprise. It's like who switched the light out? I had stuff I wanted to go outside. I wanted to go and get some wood or, you know, and there's no there's no lights in our garden. I don't want lights anywhere. I love that there are no lights. And I did have a head torch for going to get coal when we used to have coal. Um, but as normal, Simon's borrowed it. I don't know where it's gone. And, oh, I, oh, there is another one in my car, actually. Maybe I'll go and get it. But anyway, to me, I like that. Okay, it's dark, batten down the hatches, light the fires, you know, put the lamps on. I love that slowing down, that cosiness of the winter. But I didn't used to, although I used to like it, I used to fight against it a lot because I still had things to do or I'd still be at work. And it was horrible being at work when it felt like the day had ended and I should be at home. So just see, see how it is for you. Notice that. Do you, do you, are you shocked by the fact the daylight's gone? Does it feel like your days are too short? Because overwhelm makes us feel like we don't have time because we don't, We're not really clear what we're trying to do. We're just pushing, 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 get on through, get on through, waiting for that gap where we can see what's going on. But that gap doesn't actually exist. It rarely does. I mean, occasionally, if you get a huge project done, but then usually you're you're already thinking of the next one and your whole nervous system is so pushed into overdrive that it's really difficult to pause and celebrate and go, yes, we did it, and before getting sucked into the next. I mean, now I need to do this and this and this and this. So if that sounds like you, yeah, take the overwhelm seriously. Messy journal it out. How does it feel at this time of year? Do the neutral noticing practice. Get hold of the one minute mark and practice that and see if that helps you. See if my methods are for you or not. Everybody's different. So you might be thinking, this all sounds very well, Heidi, but I've got lots of work to do. And obviously you, Heidi, have got less work to do. No, not true. Um, well I don't know you might have more that's not my point my point is I've got loads of work to do and being self-employed there's always that you know there's no holiday pay there's no sick pay there's no financial cushion you know it's always it's, it's always right at the edge of excitement or fear whichever way you want to put it I think entrepreneurship is the fastest way the fastest personal growth because it's always what if all your, all the un, the uncertainty is there all the time and, and and the ability to tolerate uncertainty is so helpful. But sometimes it's just scary. You know, who am I to be doing this? What if? It's there all it's there it's there available as a question probably more readily than if you're in employment? I don't know. It it's your experience. What is it like for you? Are you constantly feeling like you're living on this edge of what if what if what if and that is the nervous system isn't it that's just our natural evolutionary running from bears safety net but it's not very helpful when actually there are there are no bears in England to eat you you're okay it's safe it's time to allow our nervous systems to just reset recalibrate for Well, 2022 is coming. It's going to be exciting. Anyway, so back to the whole work thing. So there's this ton of stuff to do before my deadline of the solstice. And then I'm closing down for two glorious weeks. I'm really excited. So for me, there's several things going on there. One is um, I also don't want to be pushing everything into the new year because that's just really unpleasant. So, so to me, having a winter retreat includes setting up the fourth. The is it the fourth of January? The, the first day back needs to be like a clean day. By that I mean not heading into murky, mucky leftover jobs and overwhelm. That doesn't mean there won't be any leftover jobs. Of course there will. There's always leftover jobs. Can't finish everything. Because as soon as you finish something, it's like, ah, oh, and now this, and then I need to check that. And that didn't. There's always going to be stuff. There isn't an end to a to do list. There's pretty much always the same number of things on my to do list. It just just swaps out. That's OK. So it's all safely tucked away. It's all in a really good system, um, which I need to also do an episode about reminding. Anyway, so there will be leftover things, but what I don't want is just a list of leftover things. What I want is to start the new year feeling really refreshed and excited. So what I've done is set up a Google Doc where I've put, this is what you're working on. This is what your focus is. This is the strategy when you come back in January. And I'm so excited about that. It just feels so nice because I don't like that walking into concrete feel after you do actually manage to take a break and then you go back to work and it's like, Oh, I just walked into concrete. Literally, it's a horrible feeling. Can you relate to that? I just, I, that's not what I want. I'm not interested in that. So I'm really excited that, that I've already set that up. So I know that on the 4th of January, I can have a gentle, clean start where I'm really focused on strategy, what's the big picture and then the little things that need to be done. It's all there. It's not in detail. It's just notes on a Google doc. Done. Job done. So I can let go of that. I know that's okay. So what about this time between now and when I finish on the evening of the 20th of December? So what I did yesterday and I also noticed this was interesting. So I spent the majority of my morning yesterday, which is my prime time thinking time, doing doing a brain dump of everything I wanted to do i.e. what I want to get done this year and where the business is going next year and I also did it for my personal life but it was pretty messy and that's good messy easy no fuss Um, and then I came up with an overall strategy and then I worked out what I would like to get done between now and the 20th and then I made a plan So I now feel like I know what I'm doing. I haven't put, I've tried this before where I put in exactly what I'm doing on each day, but that doesn't work for me. I need more kind of um, flexibility than that. But I know what I want to get done. And the majority of it I will be working on today. And that feels really good because then it feels like the big thing, the important things to me are done now. And then there'll be, I know that there'll be lots of funny little admin bits that are bugging me. So I've put them for Friday because they're not difficult, as in, you know, they're, they're small. Some of them are slightly techie, complex, but, but I can do them on a Friday. That's OK. Which means that while I'm still near the beginning of the week, which I find is when I have more creative energy, um, I'm going to do my podcast creation all of the stuff where I'm actually talking to you so that's my priority so now I've got my two weeks not mapped out because I don't like everything mapped out I then rebel against it but I've got my priorities clear but I'm also not I've also pushed a lot of it to January so a lot of learning so I've got some courses that haven't quite started yet which I really need to start but my brain's not in that zone before Christmas, because also if I do the learning before Christmas, then when I come back after Christmas, it won't be fresh. Because the whole point of my two week winter retreat is that I let go. I let go and I'm going to switch my mind to a really different mode. A mode, the kind of novel reading mode. You know, I I'm, I can eat information for breakfast. Reading a novel is an unusual or or a less usual thing, I've practiced it deliberately because I've noticed it's a different mode. It's out of problem solving. It's kind of softer. It's just different. And um, it's a bit escapist. And it's nice. So it's comforting. So I'm reading um, comforting. I've started already, actually, because that's part of my wind down. So on Saturday, I read, or between Saturday and Sunday, I read a whole novel. And it was delicious. And I love doing that. It's like getting into a warm bath. You know, just like and I actually made it my priority. I'm reading a novel this weekend and I love that. I always find that nourishing, I always find that good for me. And I've noticed that when I stop doing that, when I get into learning, learning, learning business mode, although that's also utterly delicious to me, it's really good for me to at times, not all the time because that doesn't work because it's switching modes and I don't I don't want to switch modes all the time. But every now and again, like a long, a a very hot summer's afternoon or a very cold winter's evening. They're kind of novel things to me, reading fiction. So what, what for you would be your equivalent of that? What do you need to nourish you, to allow the mind to move from push, 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 problem solving, on, 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 to winding down and having a proper break? How could you achieve that? What would you need to do? So you could start with, but this is important. So I just said that, what would you need to do? And what I didn't mean was how much of your to do list you need to finish in order to justify taking a break? No, that's not what I mean. I mean, what do you need to do? As in, how do you need to approach this time of year so that you can switch off and have fun and connect and and. Just rest and have space to think and contemplate, you know, how has 2021 been for you? What do you want in 2022? These are really important, um, deep exercises for me with the turning of the year. Have you ever done that before? Do you find it helpful? I find it really, really helpful. And I've done it for well over a decade. Um, And I absolutely love doing it. And I can't imagine not doing it now. So um, two things for you. One is, are you asking the question, how much do I need to get done in order to take time off? Or could you switch it around and say, how much time do I have? And what's most important? How much time do you have? How much time do you have that will allow you to unwind gradually? How much time do you have? Because work will always expand to fit the time allocated to it. So if you caught the Leonie Dawson episode, she talks about this a lot. And I've had such good feedback about that episode. Do check it out. Work expands to fit the time allocated to it. How much time do you have? that you want to allocate to work and what's most important because you can't finish it all there will always be more to do always 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 and if there wasn't more to do then you wouldn't be living the life you're living and if you don't want to do all of those things well that's a whole bigger question isn't it maybe maybe you need to make some changes I don't know So swapping that question out is really helpful. And then secondly, the other thing I would like to offer you is last year I did the purpose course um, live from in front of my fire. And that was a paid for course this year. I'm going to record it as three podcast episodes and make a workbook for you to do that for yourself at home. And that's my gift to you. And it's a gift to say thank you. It's a gift to enrich your life. Now, there's a lot of people doing end of year rituals. Um, I've already been sent one by somebody that I follow, which I'm very grateful for. Um, but I love I will be using mine because I love mine. And it's been tried and tested over the years and changed and I'm going to offer that to you, so look out for it, it doesn't even have a name yet because that's one of my priorities that I'm working on today, um, so just subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast, leave a review, send me feedback, Heidi at HeidiMark.co.uk. I love, love, love hearing from you, I really mean that, it's so lovely to hear how this podcast is, is touching your heart, I send this from my heart to yours, and yeah, so, the two things, well, there were three things, weren't there? One, notice how seasonal overwhelm affects you. Two, instead of asking, how am I going to get all of this done? And I'm not going to be, able, and then with the kind of implication, you're not going to be able to take a break. Um, switching that to how much time do I have and what can I get done in that time? And thirdly, my offer of my end of year ritual, which will be recorded um, as a set of podcasts with a with a workbook that you can download to support you in thinking about how has 2021 gone for you and what do you want from 2022 and that will obviously be really really focused on how overwhelming was 2021 and and how much more ease do you want in 2022 so that's what i'm that's one of my big priorities Um, as well as serving my current clients and students. They're my biggest priorities work-wise between now and my hard stop um, for the solstice. So what are yours? What's your priorities? What's most important? Because you can't do it all and there is no pot of ease waiting for you at the end of your to-do list if indeed there is an end of your to-do list, which I'd argue that there isn't and can never be, and that that's okay, or even a good thing, because it means you're living and making your mark in the world. But how you are in the world matters, and pushing through life overwhelmed is not much fun for you or for anybody around you. So I hope that this episode resonates with you and lifts you at this time of year when it feels like we're on a planet hurtling through space with the days getting shorter and shorter up until the solstice thank you for listening thank you for listening to this week's episode of the overwhelm is optional podcast if it sounds like your kind of thing then i invite you to go on over to HeidiMark.co.uk/ forward slash the one minute mark and get hold of my free audio so that you can get started on your journey out of overwhelm to creating a life that works for you instead of just working really damn hard trying to find a way to squish yourself in a life that isn't really working for you so that's heidi mark heidi mark with an e on the end.co.uk forward slash the one minute mark Thank you for listening. And anytime you feel like subscribing, sharing, liking, commenting, it's so, so helpful. It finds other people find this podcast. Thank you so much for being here.